Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the One More Jump podcast by Rise Pole Vault. Today's episode is a very unique one, a first time experience for me. We did a live podcast at Reno, like on a stage with like a bunch of people in the audience and lights shining down on us. It was really, really cool. And uh, we did that podcast with Philippe Collet, who's a French vaulter and, and French coach. Um, he's kind of a legend, or he is a legend in the game. And yeah, it was just a unique experience. And Chris Chappell had reached out to me, Chris Chappell's uh, UCS spirit, um, big dog over there. And he was like, let's do a live podcast. And I was like, heck yeah. It was like two or three weeks out. And I was like, I don't care. You don't really have to prepare for a podcast. You just show up and talk. And that's what we did. Showed up, talked to Philippe on stage, captured the audio. And now you are listening to our live podcast from Reno. Um, one more thing before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to say thank you so much to every single person that was involved with the Reno Pole Vault Summit. That is just an incredible event. Um, it's crazy at times and stressful for people running it, people bringing uh, kids and athletes there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But man, is it worth it. It is so worth it. And if you've never been there, you really do have to make a trip out there. And every year I'm like, uh, you know, well, it's a lot of work and this and that, but it's worth it. Just trust me. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much to everybody who was involved with that. Yeah. So enjoy One More Jumps first ever live podcast with Philippe Collet. unique experience today we've got a uh, podcast happening up here on the stage and we've got two fantastic uh, presenters Jake Winder and uh, Philippe Collet. Philippe was an elite French pole vaulter from 1983 through 1994 with a personal best of 594 meters 19.5 and three quarters. He's a two-time Olympic trials finalist, World Cup champion, and top finisher in the European Championships during his 11-year career. He's the former French national pole vault record holder, currently ranked number four on the French all-time list. He's now coaching his two sons, which have a little bit higher to go to meet his PR, but they're pretty close. Uh, Philippe will be interviewed by Jake Winder, and they'll be discussing uh, critical fundamentals of pole vaulting and development. Jake's a former elite pole vaulter who competed for North Central College in Illinois, where he set the school record with a jump of 18 feet a quarter inch. He's a two-time NC2A Division III national champion, and he's also owner and coach of At The Rise Vault, or at, he's, he's the coach at Rise Pole Vault. Here yeah. you go. All right, sweet. Thank you. Yeah, so like he said, I, uh, my name is Jake Winder. I'm the owner of Rise Pole Vault. I also host a podcast called the One More Jump Podcast. A round of applause. Does anybody listen to the podcast in here? Okay, very nice. 
Um, so this is the first time that I've ever done this. I've never met Philippe before. Um, this is the first live podcast that I've ever done. And it's going to be super laid back. We're just going to have a conversation. We have a, a topic, the critical fundamentals, critical fundamentals of pole vault development. We're going to kind of stay on that. And then we're, we'll veer off, see where we see where we end up. That's the cool thing about podcasts is we just try to make it organic and, uh, and have fun with it. So just to kick it off with something light, I've always struggled with the pronunciation of pole vault in French. What is it? Hello first. Hello. <laughs> hello. 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 Uh, nice to be there. Uh, yeah. First time I came is uh, probably 25 years ago. And then a few other times. So, um, how do you say Paul Vault in French? Uh, la Perche? So à la Perche. So à la so Perche. So à la Perche. Okay. What's the, I thought it was, so, okay, so à la Perche. Cause I so, see, so we jump. So. Perche is a Paul. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's Very also, cool. It's also a fish. It's also a fish. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I've always wanted to know how to pronounce it. So. First question, uh, what is the difference? So there's a big difference in track and field in Europe and track and field in the United States. Um, you have such a great platform for, and a, just a great system for developing young people into elite athletes and then they get to progress to become elite athletes and, and have really good support. It seems from our perspective, like you guys have, have it maybe a little bit, a little bit better over there, opportunities to make more money, things like that. So what is the difference in the upbringing of a European pole vaulter and an American pole vaulter in your opinion? Okay. Um, that's an American question because you say, let's talk about European compared to US. Yeah. But, you know, it's many, many countries in Europe. And, and, okay, yeah, and, good point. and it's many, many different systems. And if you compare pole vault culture and pole vault history, for example, from France and uh, England, which is quite close, good it's point. just the channel. But it makes a big difference mm. um, when, we're, when we are talking about pole vault. Um, pole vault in England, which is in Europe too, not that much, but okay, let's say it's in Europe. Um, <laughs> I think that, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they probably have in the last 40 years, probably have, okay, five guys who jumped 570, which is 18, 18, eight, no, Yeah. Maybe. Five, six guys. And in France, we have like statistic for 570, I think it's 40. Wow. Pretty impressive. It's, it's so big difference. So the point is, yeah. is I lumped Europe into yeah. a whole big category no. and I should have no, parted yeah, it you, out you, a little you, better. You, you cannot, I cannot talk about European system because there is no European system. Okay. So let's talk about the French. French. How yeah. are pole vaulters raised in France? Um, we, pole vault in French is, is really in the track and field culture. We, we, on track and field, France has few disciplines where we are good for a very long, very long time and, and some discipline where we are not good, mm. at least bad. And for some reason, um, we are good on technical discipline. 
for a long time. Okay, right. like pole uh, vault, like uh, triple jump, uh, like um, hurdles. Mm. Okay, that's the, the, the three main disciplines. And for pole vault, we have this culture for a long time. And uh, we have a kind of special system. So as a French guy, it's in our, in our mentality. We always complain. So we always complain about our system. But we have to say, and we know that we, we have a, like a very good system too. Because um, we have a lot of pole vaulter for a very long time. And why? Because our club systems could make it happen. So club system uh, is based on um, volunteers, mm -hmm. but in all sports. Um, of course, government pay for sports. It's not like in US with, uh, uh, actually, if you don't practice at high school and then uh, university, um, it's, it's, it's difficult. And if you are not at the top level or world level after university, you just have to quit. Mm. Um, for us, it's different. Um, when you're young, you're supposed to learn sport at school. It's, now it's just you're supposed to, because actually you don't do sports. But parents put their kids to clubs, any sports. You go to clubs, and then you can start, for example, track and field. And, and, and it's possible to pole vault in many, many clubs. Um, so it means that we learn pole vault and we can learn pole vault early. Mm -hmm. And that's also why our systems makes that we have so much pole vaulter. Um, uh, we have many pole vaulters. I mean, we have a big, like a big pyramid. So many pole vaulters, young pole vaulters, male, female. And, and then the pyramid till the top uh, is, of course, like, like this, but we, we, are, we are still um, good with uh, eye level. Um, our weak point is that we have, like uh, this year, number eight in France is 570. Jeez. So we are a small country. I mean, six, seven times less than the U.S. Right. So... Number eight, 570 is, is, is very good. I mean, we have right. a good generation and, and, and also the oldest is Renault, 37 years old, but over 570, we have also the world junior champion. So it means we have 10, over 10 years, no, 15 years, right. or 18 years difference. Right. And, and so we have some world class. The, the, what is difficult with our system is that we missed sometimes just the last step mm. to have few guys over six meters because that's the goal. Yeah. If you want to get a medal, okay, you have to jump six and more, of course. Right. So we have, uh, we have many jumpers and uh, what makes that works with us is that for a very long time, we often say that French pole vaulter, French technique or French culture is, is that we play pole vault. Mm. We play pole vault. Your son, uh, I sent a direct message to your son like two days ago and just asked him, you know, like I've never met you. So I was like, I want to 
you know, what's a good thing to ask your dad type thing. And he mentioned, he said, ask my dad about the correlation between fun and performance and, and playing with the pole vault. So it was interesting. So he, he understands that as well. So when you say play pole vault, does that mean that you're, when they're young, you're not putting a lot of pressure on them and maybe slowly introducing them? Yeah, not, not, not much pressure, but it's more that we, we, We'll, we have the chance to, to make kids jump. But to make kids jump, you need poles. And mm-hmm. you need the right poles. If you compare with some European other country, like <laughs> Russians or, uh, you know, <laughs> East country, yeah. um, long time ago, they could not play pole vault for different reasons. But they could not play pole vault because when they were young, because they have no poles to bend. Right. Okay. So in our system, we have poles. We are lucky because clubs can buy Paul. Also because I do my best. I'm the, the, the spirit uh, distributor for hey, 30, 30, 33 plug. years now. Um, shameless so plug. I already try to, 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 <laughs> to do it right. So, uh, right. yeah, they have poles. So, uh, and they can bend Paul. When so, you, when you say young, uh, young vaulters, like what, what is an age like? Like your sons, for example, or just like on average, when does a pole vaulter start to learn how to, to do? In France, in the club, I would say that until uh, uh, 10 years and before, um, could start like 13, 12, 13, 13 years old. Okay. And now um, we try to start earlier. Earlier than yeah. that. Wow. Uh, actually... A uh, few examples show that it could be interesting to start early. I it mean, could be what? Do, to start early? I mean, if you look at Mondo, for example, okay, you yeah. start early. He um, did. <laughs> but like Renault, Renault, he starts very early too. Well, how old was he when he started? Um, his father was a pole vaulter. His father was? Yeah. I didn't know. So that. when he was a kid, like probably six, seven, eight, he, he started pole vault. Even if I was not practicing pole vault, but he started pole vault. Mm. And when you start young, the, the, the right movement, and you understand how to make it, it's so easy compared there, to right. start at 17 or 18 years old. Yeah, there's a concept that I talk about sometimes. I grew up, my dad was a, uh, a pole vaulter as well, and then he was uh, a very successful collegiate coach. Um, and I did not like the pole vault whenever I was younger. I didn't like it at all because I got drugged to track meets all the time with my dad and had to sit there for hours and hours and hours. But then I eventually liked to pole vault and I, I accelerated really quickly. I started in eighth grade and I think it's because of what you said. I already knew how to pole vault in eighth grade. It's just that I hadn't done it yet because I had been around it and I had seen it so many times that I knew how to do it in my head because I grew up around it. And then once I started, I was like, well, I know how to do this. I just haven't like done it physically yet. And w- one more example is, is about my kids um, uh, or even me. My, my father was my coach. Mm. Um, so I learned pro vault. I was probably 12, 13, but just learn. I was doing some other things. I was a runner, and then I was decathlete. I get um, the national team junior decathlon. But then I came finally to pole vault. I was 
17 years old, but I knew because I learned five years you before. You started when you were 17? Yeah. Started really, pole vaulting? Starting. Uh, only pole vault. But, oh, okay. okay. Like only pole vault. Yeah, specialized. Pole vault. Okay, got you. Um, and my sons, for example, my sons, um, Mathieu and Thibault, um, they learn, they, they start learning pole vault with the grandfather in the backyard mm. when they were like four or five years one small stick and, and jump on a small mat. So they did it like when they go to holidays to the grandfather, grandfather, grandmother. Okay, they, they, they play pole vault like this, but they were not on track. They were playing soccer. It was a shame for me. <laughs> and really, it was really difficult <laughs> because they, they were it, it's at that when they were like 12, 15, 13, 14, they, they were really in the, in the football you yeah. know, f uh, freeway. <laughs> and at home, we did not talk about problems. And um, I, didn't, I never pushed them to, to problems. But one day, Mathieu said, ah, to be better on, on soccer, I have to improve physically. So um, I will go on track with my friend and... Uh, improve my speed, improve my strength. And I said, shit, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So go there. So he started one time a week and the next week, oh, yeah, can I come back? Yeah, no problem. And after a month, he said, you know, I think I'm going to quit football and I will, I will, I will start um, track and field. But then you have to coach me, of course. I cannot coach train with some, somebody else. So, okay. And you know what? I discovered why he came back on track. The main thing. Okay. He understood that maybe he has got some qualities. Maybe he could really get some fun. But the real reason is that compared to football, he was in a group and it was many girls. <laughs> so it was really nice and it was I mean it was it, there was they, more girls yeah, on track they, 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 they have ball, yeah. yeah they have good time and finally of course okay he start pole vaulting and he start late and Thibaut which is four years um, younger the same he was in football and, uh, and finally he said yeah me too I want to pole vault so he was lucky to start like 12 years old Uh -huh. And it helps, and it makes a big difference. If I compare Thibaut Mathieu, the ability to understand and, and, and to get the right technique is so much easier when you're 12 than when you're 16. Mm. So uh, we have so many examples like this. And now it's even more easy. Why? Because we have the kids, Paul. The kids, spirit, spirit kid, Paul. You know that? <laughs> the small blue... I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. and it's just amazing for the kids. Cool. It's, 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 it's allowed us to start younger with girls and, and, and boys at the, the track club, at, at the pole vault uh, uh, activities. Uh, and they, they, they start to bend pole very quickly. And then when you start to bend pole, you just think you can go to the star. Mm -hmm. And, and it's become really funny. You have so many ways to play, so many ways to um, get fun. Um, 
But you need poles, you need equipment, you need to bend, and you need to, to, to improve and get easily on, on bigger pole. But that's really helps the system in France. And, uh, um, long time for, for old guy like me here, probably you remember some very thin black poles named Lurk. I mean, it was really heavy poles. Like a steel pole, right? No, it was f fiber, but you can bend them like hell. I have one of those in my backyard. Yeah. I swear on my life. Yeah. Okay. It's, it was it, really heavy. Does it have a steel pole tip? Like a metal pole tip? Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. So that was really, work. really heavy. Like, yeah. really heavy. Really heavy, but you, can, you cannot br break this pole. No, no. So you can bend it like hell. And... Um, <laughs> It's you also, jumped on those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I learned. I learned. I learned poles. I wish I could show them. I, I learned with it. that. And, 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 and I remember, I mean, I was like this. I was really short, but I could bend the pole. And um, that's why, finally, I get so much pleasure. And, and, and finally, I, I become a pole vaulter. Yeah. And today, we have different uh, kind of poles. But we, 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 we could um, help the new generation to start early. And if mm. we ha if you want to, to be a champ in the next years, you, of course, you need to start very early. You cannot, you yeah. cannot be a 6'10 or 20 feet jumper if you start pole vault at, at, at 16, 17. Mm. There is no way. Even if you have all the qualities, physical qualities, you, you need ability. You need to learn. You need to feel the technique. You need thousands and thousands and thousands of jump. Mm. So, uh, Now we, and I, I, I really want to, to make the kids start, um, young. And also because it's a game. It's funny. It's, yeah, you play, you play, you get lots of fun. You can make right. the training really interesting because it's so many way of practicing. It's so many ways of jumping uh, from upside, jump in the sound, jump anywhere. Right. In your backyard, I mean, it's, it's... It's a good time, yeah. Um, so to get to maybe a little bit more technical stuff. So I was talking with Tim Riley last night on the bus coming back from the event center. And I just noticed while you were talking, you, you talked a lot about bending the pole. And then, you know, you used that, that motion with that left arm. And French vaulters are really known for really driving their hands way up into the You know why? I, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because French are short. Ah, okay. I mean, that was no, another it, thing that your yeah, son it's said. A, it's the, it's, if you look at the statistic, you take the, the 20 best French all time and you, you make the, how high they are. I mean, we are very low. Right. Compared to the world average. Very low. So when you're low, you need to have some other qualities. I didn't want to bring that up. I, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to be rude. Okay. But your, your son had said, he said, like, ask my dad, like, why is it, how, how are French vaulters able to have such a densely, you know, elite populated yeah. group and be shorter in stature and so so that so that does it that is something that you really try and push is like hey we have to have a very strong plant we have to drive that pole really deeply into the pit or else we won't be able to do what we want to do yeah i mean when you are uh, i don't know in in feet inch uh, but i'm 176 75 so i don't know 
how I am I? But if you want to grip five meter, you better run fast. Yeah. And you better drive your <laughs> jump right. there. For okay? Sure. Uh, Chris, if he takes the same grip than me, I mean, his left foot is in the box. Mine is 15 right. feet yeah. back. Okay? Right. So I have to find some, some way. So what does it mean? It means that, yes, um, uh, okay, we have some big guys, very few. But you need to run fast. Mm -hmm. You need to drive. You need to have big bend if you are not tall. And you really need to open what we say, open, okay? Open. Open, like open yeah, up open, into open the, okay. the angle. Gotcha, gotcha. Really open the angle. So run fast, plant very high, try to go high in the jump, but this right. way first. <laughs> I'm curious. So back to what I was talking with Tim Riley about. Uh, if you guys don't know Tim Riley, he's uh, the coach at Northwest Pole Vault. He coaches the two twin phenoms, uh, two young ladies. And he sometimes will skip the whole straight pole phase of teaching a kid how to pole vault like on a straight pole first. And day one, he'll start them bending the pole. And you had talked about just how important, you know, you were talking about that we have these kids' poles that we can bend now, that they can bend at a younger age. So is, is there a phase that you teach where they don't bend the pole and then once they progress through that phase, then they start to bend the pole? Or do you try to get them on that bent pole right away? One, one thing, I, I, I really don't know if I'm right about that, but we all learn drills on non-bend poles. Mm. Why? I mean, we had Bubka. Bubka was a very good friend of mine. He's 10 days, same age than me. And like we grew together far away. But <laughs> I, I jumped so many times with Sergey. And few exceptions are always behind. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Sergey was, I mean, he was the, the goat. Oh, yeah. And, and he has the Russian culture. And who, who makes the literature about non-bending exercise and uh, mostly the Russians? Mm -hmm. But why? Also because they had no poles to bend. <laughs> Good point. That's, yeah. That, that's a good they one. They just yeah. had big poles. Yeah. That they could take on long approach. I did not if think about at, that at all. That's if you, crazy. If you look at uh, uh, Vitaly Petrov, uh -huh. philosophy and so on, till I would say 10 years ago, never makes the, the guys jump on small pole. Right. Six steps? No. No, yeah. these rails. Yeah. With bent. No. I mean, they learn with non-flex pole. Mm -hmm. So, and then, of course, we all understand how interesting it is to be able to make some exercise without flex. Because without flex, no mistake. Or right. you just kill your back, your shoulder, <laughs> yeah. your head. <laughs> so you have to learn both. But you're right. 
on the on our French way of learning pole vault, we mostly go on flex. And then after you can come back and together or together you 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 can learn how to jump without flex because without flex you learn the right thing for how how to do with the arms, mm-hmm. how to jump. With flex, you could have poor arms right. and poor jump. Yeah, it exposes okay. a lot of uh, issues that you have if you don't if you don't bend the pole. So, so back to what I was saying. So, like, when when do you start to teach? Like, so let's do this. First day, I come to you as I've never pole vaulted before. What are you taking me through? Like, what what sort of progression are you taking me through? I f- first first. Like like everybody does, I think. I mean, you okay? You have to learn how to carry the pole. You have to learn how to put the pole in the box, and you have to learn how to plant, fill fill the plant without any speed, and and then you have we we make some some exercise or games where you jumped from up to the pit, okay? Oh, from a platform. Yeah, platform. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all that kind of stuff. But if we have the, the opportunity and the possibility, because if we have the equipment to make fill the flex right away at the first training session, we do it. And also, it helps to keep the the real volter. You know, mm-hmm. right? It's important because you have so many. So now, so many guys and girls who say, "Okay, I want to pole vault." Okay, <laughs> but y- you need very fast. I mean, you have the the one who get a bit scared, and uh, and and uh, you cannot keep them. So, uh, other way, you have too much people, you cannot manage the group. So, get the flex very very um, soon at the beginning. I think it's also interesting. Because the kids understand very fast what's what's happened, mm-hmm. what's going on. What's so, the so whenever you do get to that point where it's time to start bending the pole, do you teach to re- to drive that bottom arm? I'm 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 interested in the the whole bottom arm thing. It's a very controversial. People t- debate it all the time whether you should plant like this and then and then hit back or whether you should start. You know, just driving that arm kind of into it or up and into it. Is there a specific way that you teach it? I don't know. I don't know if it's different now from here, um, but we all show about the same. I mean, with the arms. Okay, my problem is I cannot really show because I have shoulder problem. But the idea is to bend the pole correctly is not to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So it's really to open both up and then use the flexibility of shoulder. Right. And in opposite way, you also have, but it was quite long time ago on French, uh, on some, with French, with some French coach that they wanted 
the kids to bend the pole, they, they gave the information that left arm should drive the bend this way. Mm. But I think it's, it's wrong. Okay. Uh, no, don't drive with left hand in front. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah I up. agree. Yeah, I just, agree 100%. Just up. Don't see the hands. It's something I always say. Don't I'm see co- the hands. That's a cool cue. Yeah, I, I like that one. I'm coaching. I'm 60. I'm coaching since age of 16 years. Oh, old. Wow. I'm always been coaching. And and when I was athlete, I, I was coaching. And when I retire, I was coaching and I get some good athletes. I, I, I got an Olympian guy in 204. And then I, I probably have like 20 guys who jumped over 530. Mm-hmm. So kind of experience, but more with a lot more with men than, than, than women. But I have some, yeah, I always say the same, you know, hands. What do you do with your hands? Mm-hmm. And for me, Boom. it's just plant in the, on the right time. I mean, you have two steps to do that, mm-hmm. but it's just up. And don't see your hands. I don't see your left hand, actually. Right hand, if you see it, it's you dangerous. See that, you're in and it's probably bad too late. Shape. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> too really late. But, <laughs> but the idea is really to be able to go up and use the flexibility. I mean, that, right. that was my, my technique. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's very and, similar to and, what we teach. And, and of course, it's, right. it's kind of the way I, I try to learn kids. But for example, it's interesting because Mathieu and Thibault, don't jump the same. Mm. They did not start at the same age. And for example, Mathieu is more here than Thibaut. I use the same word. I use the same exercise. But they did not get it the same way because mm. they did not have the same ability because they didn't, probably did not start at, yeah, they did not learn at the same year, uh, uh, time, 12, uh, yeah, 12 and, and 16. Mm-hmm. And you cannot change things when you are older. It's more difficult. So Right. I should have covered this at the beginning. What is your role in France? Like, so do you, do you coach at a club? You, so you coach at a, at a home club, and then are you involved with, like, the national? Yeah, I'm, 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 of course, I'm volunteer. I mean, it's a, I'm not a professional coach, mm-hmm. um, even if I coach every day, 365 Wow. Days a, a year for years, but it's not my job. Um, I also have unofficial, uh, status for the, the federation because I'm very close with my teammate, Philippe Narcos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took him in my suitcase when he was, when I was a jumper <laughs> and he was a jumper, but he was younger than me. So, and if he, he is Renault's coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and actually he is now also my kids coach because, uh, oh, wow. Philippe Nocos is, is coaching at Clermont Ferrand. We are living in Grenoble and, um, the, the Olympic center for pole vault is, is in Clermont Ferrand. So you have in the group, there are six guys together, uh, uh, and that makes a, a fantastic uh, uh, group. That's awesome. And, and um, what were we saying about? Um, I just wanted to know what your uh, what your role was. Yeah. In, in everything, so, so so no nothing official. But I, I when 
when Thibaut and Mathieu um, has to, to jump in, in big meets, or um, I go with them, and we split with Philip. I mean, sometimes if Philip cannot be with the team, or I go mm-hmm. and I take care of the guys. I mean, uh, it's happened a few times that I, I went with Renault also in gotcha. some competition and Very did cool. the training camp together. But nice. it's, it's, it's not my job. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So if you were to pick three things with the technique of the pole vault, like from your, your standing at the end of the runway until you land in the pit, what three technical things do you think are the fundamental things that have to be done in order to be successful at the pole vault? Um, for me, which, I mean, one parameter, which is uh, one of the key, key one. I mean, before me, I don't remember the uh, name of the, the coach. I mean, oh, prior he, to this yeah, presentation. He explained many things about physics and uh, study, about speed and, and etc. So we all know that, but, but for sure, um, if you want to jump high, you have to run fast. Right. Into the box. So running, so the running, run, running, the run is running is important. important. Of course, it's just running. It's it's not running fast just to run fast. I mean, you have to to be fast in the box to jump. Mm. It's not only running, but speed is is a really really important uh, part of the the performance. So works a lot on 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 on, on the speed. Uh, the ability to to be easy and uh, relax and, and the acceleration because we talk we often talk about speed okay how fast it was where how, do, how how did you use the speed right uh, in in my business I, I my company okay I sold this part uh, like three years ago but I was involved and we made we were probably the first to do a lots of study on, on pole vaulters on the field on big competition with speed. Okay. So we used probably many people knows, but opto jump. Okay. See, what is that? Opto jump. It's, you know, bars of, of cells where you get contact and flying time. Oh, so you the yellow, can, you know, the, the yellow bar. And it can measure like ground yeah, force yeah. and all that. So, I started doing some measure on pole vault and triple jump in 2002. Mm-hmm. And then with the federation, I signed a contract and we start 2012. And it's even if it's not me anymore, but we still have and still make measure on old youth championship every year. Mm-hmm. So we have thousands and thousands of datas where we get the speed, we get the length. We synchronize that with um, high-speed radar, and we have video at the takeoff. Okay, so we have a lots of information that has, and, and, and we have, f- from the young guys and girls, we have the evolution right. every year. So we give the data to the coach. That'd be and, nice. And, 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 and they can see what's happened, because of course you can compare me and you, but okay, that's not the more important. Right. What is important is compare me by me every year. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
and um, so we, we worked a lot of a lot of of, of, of speed um, ability and speeds that and uh, when you talk about speed yeah how do you use it because is it acceleration is the speed dropping etc uh, etc et so right. to jump high first work very carefully and on the on the running technique and on the speed then you have phase two which is the plant so important and right. that's where we, we can on, talk about technique. if we go back to the run do you, are there any specific cues that you use like you tell your athletes about just the run um we use different mark and we in france we we, we are yeah we, we really take care about the last six steps not not so many other powerful culture are use of this, but we are use of this last the six last steps. six steps. Yes, okay. last six steps, and um, it makes you normally. I mean, when you are used to practice and jump, I mean, uh, it's a key moment. It's a key point where you are at that point, and 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 you should be able to modify in, if needed and and it's also um, uh, an alarm um, point right from six to the plant it's about one second and two yeah okay right so it's really short time and and you have to do something when when, when you are in this position gotcha so as far as cues go like um like stay up tall keep your pull tip up at, at the at the back of the runway are there any like coaching cues that you tell your athletes lift your knees up or you know any any sorts of things that you that you tell them technically to do on the run all all this is 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 what you're doing every day with the with, with the athletes um when they learn pole vault um running with a pole out of the, the pit is really important and, and and you have to you have to do a lot and it's so many ways to learn running with a pole because um with the top athletes you could see how small difference they have they are able to to have with or without pole so a pole mm. is should be the extension of your body so uh it should be very easy for you to run with a pole so you, you you have to spend time with the pole. Right. right. You have to sprint <laughs> you, with the you really pole. You have to lot, spend yeah. time with the pole. And even if you don't jump that much, because if you look at a, a regular kid who's coming like two, three times a week at, at, at the training, okay, you, you try to make him jump like twice a week. But a top class athlete, pole vaulter, how many times a week does he jump? Two times usually, yeah. not more. So it's like 20% of the training is technical on the pit and 80% is something else but mm. still you you can have many things with the poles so, so some like to do things with the poles out of the pit and and some don't need to but um but when you build when you build the training with kids of course um i think it's really interesting that they spend time with the pole doing yeah. many many Kind pole of runs exercise, yeah. but spend time with the poles. 
Gotcha. And then, so then you, you, so we got the first one and then we go into that plant and takeoff. You had mentioned, you had said something earlier that you had said you have two, at talking about the plant, you have two strides to do this. So I've always, uh, just I've always thought about it over three strides planting the pole. So is, do you teach it or do you think about the plant as over two strides? I don't know. Maybe I just picked on. Yeah, up on something um, maybe, maybe I'm I'm wrong, but 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 from uh, if if you're here, two steps before the plant. I mean, right hand is here. I'm on my left. Boom, right foot on the floor. My right hand is just up to my shoulder mm -hmm. and last step my hand is up right i cannot tighten my okay i do it oh like, like don't a, hurt yourself <laughs> I, I do it like a left-hander so uh, left-hander left-hander i should jump with right yeah okay i should should be there okay you got it up. and yeah two steps for me it's it's like okay. two steps even if of course you have to prepare You've, you have to prepare, to be prepared. But All right. It looks like we're getting up here, folks. So, so yeah, so I, that, that's a good point because I, I think I must think about it as the preparation phase, too. So, like, whenever I think about it, we're, we're back here, and then we're coming through, and then boom, boom, like that. So, I don't know. It's just a minor, minor thing, and, and I guess maybe I just include the little preparation part on that, on that left prior to the to the right okay so we got to have a little bit of confrontation on here it makes <laughs> makes it exciting <laughs> um okay so after we jump off the ground and we're we're driving up into that pole what are what are the cues that you're you're thinking about um after you get through that takeoff upside down upside down Jeff, get upside when, down when you left the ground nothing to nothing to wait or Right. It yeah, will yeah. Be too late. Just start going. Start yeah. going. Yeah, that's that's uh, the second part, which is really important. Is really, I mean, you run, you plant, you take off, and right after the f the end of the shoe, leave the ground. Poof, the idea is ready to rock back. So rock yeah. back is many many options, many techniques. Mm -hmm. uh, you you have the the straight rock back. You have the egg. Rock the back. egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like I like to say egg because, when, I mean, like Mondo and, and, and Reno, for example, when they rock back, you cannot imagine that they could do more, you know, right. more, more tight. It's yeah. not possible. Yeah, so they get like, very condensed, okay. yeah, like yeah, a little condensed. ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's one, one technique. Then you have the frog. But we don't see that that much, but it was Kazakiewicz. Kazakiewicz, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. So, I liked watching it. Okay, different technique, but the ID, really the ID is leave the ground and rock back. Yeah. And then how you are you getting there? You have how? to be in the pole. And then you work in the pole. Right. Okay, so you're thinking about really pushing and swinging at the same time yeah. so that you can get into that rock back. And so you don't, you don't really, you're okay with different people doing different things. Some people doing the egg, some people doing tears off, you know, straight, things like that. That doesn't bother you. Yeah. You know, I, I often say the rule is on pole vault, which is interesting, is there is no rule. I like that. Get over the bar. That's... I mean, you have Greg Duplantis yeah. like this, and you had 
uh, and you had uh, one American who was really tall, and you have Lisek, which is a, a gold god. Oh, Jeremy okay. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, everybody could jump. That's what is really nice with pole vaults. Right. Everybody, you can be very short or very big. You can jump mm. 19 feet. Right. But you don't jump 19 feet with the same technique. Mm-hmm. Because it's just not possible, depending your body composition, how tall you are, how big you are, how heavy you are, how fast you are. So it's so many ways to jump, so many ways to rock back. Then you can use different image with the guy, because what I will tell you, you, to rock back won't work with right. the other, because not the same ability. But the idea is still the same. Right. Rock back. How could you do that? Anyway, you have some ways, some keys to do it better, faster, to be stronger in the pole, to be more efficient, to have the good contact, be strong there, uh, right hand on right hip, uh, whatever. Right. Yeah, so that's something that I was curious about too. So oftentimes, I, I coach, I work with a lot of kids, uh, and then I work, I coach my brother Luke as well. Um, oftentimes, when you're teaching a young person how to pole vault, either they'll have a very strong plant and they won't be able to swing, or they'll have a very weak plant and be able to swing very well. Is there anything that you do to try to blend those two things together so that you get a good, strong plant and a nice swing? That's a really hard question. Yeah, because <laughs> there is so many answers. And it's, it's like, just depending on yeah. the, of, of, of the ability of the athletes. A boy, a girl, 13 or 18, strong or not strong. Um, so actually, I don't know how to answer your question. I don't know if anybody, does anybody know how to answer that? That's like one of the hardest things that I struggle with, with working with young people is like, you know, just either they, they really block that plant out and they can't get upside down or, or they have a very weak plant and they can't yeah, and swing. You, you, it's and tough. Also, one thing we did not mention and which is maybe the, the, the biggest point for pole vaulting, if you don't have this, you cannot, you cannot jump, is this. Right, and it it's it's make a lots of difference on the jump. Right, are you able to just phew, no, let it go? No, no, no uh, how do you say no fear? No fear. You know, you know or, Garrett Garrett Starkey. Yeah, yeah. So on our, on our podcast on the podcast, I, I jumped host, with his father. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did. Um, he had a saying that. I really thought it was really hilarious. And he said, you just have to throw your life into the pole. And, and I was like, that is just like a really good way of saying just you have to commit and you, you can't be afraid to really commit to, you know, swinging upside down and, and doing that. That's probably, to be honest with you, now that I think about it, that probably is one of the big things that, that those, people can't do is they they can't scare themselves enough <laughs> to get really upside down or they haven't yet so anyway 10 minutes ladies and gentlemen did you want to do a Q&A okay cool I mean I thought that was a really great great little bit is there anything else that you wanted to maybe talk about or 
Um, <laughs> like, no, not really. I can't talk about Paul for, for hours. <laughs> yeah, we, so. we could be here for a long time. My podcast it's, sometimes it's goes for like three hours um, because there's just a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, but I got through all the things that I kind of wanted to talk to you about. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, and you guys, I, d- I will say this. When I was growing up as a young person, my dad was a pole vaulter and, and he always would tell me that the French, he loved French pole vaulting. Um, cause you guys were just so successful and, uh, and it's just a very, amazing thing you guys should be very proud of what you guys have done over in france so very nice um all right so we can open up the uh floor here to any questions if philippe uh they have any questions for philippe or myself doesn't matter mental blocks or like mental health okay yeah so like uh having problems running through and not taking jumps up you have any tips i would love i would love have tips i mean (laughs) um it's so hard yeah it's so hard we know so much people so much girls but not only and boys who who are so sad not 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 be able to jump because yeah they are scared and that's a, a that's a, a real problem on vault. I mean it's it's amazing when you are not able to jump you're not able to take the 0.2 0.5 bigger flex yeah so you're dead because yeah. you you can be strong like hell you could you could have shape of your life if you don't take the right pole yeah. Nothing happened. You have to have it mentally. You have yeah. To have it upstairs. So, yeah. So you really need to have the mentally. So then, of course, there is some small, um, how do you say, tricks or uh, tricks? You know? Yeah, tricks, yeah. tips, cues. Yeah, whatever. Um, I know. I experience one thing. It works very fine, but actually, it's not. Um, uh, it, it's it's for athletes who who are scared to, to take long run. Mm. So I experiment the fact that, okay, mostly girls, but some guys also who, who can jump on 12 or 14 steps, but they cannot even imagine to take two more. And I use some small uh, way of to make them jump on 20 steps. And actually it works. Really? It works on training. Then after on competition could be different, but and the deal is not to jump on twenty or twenty-two steps. Of course, I mean it's 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 it could be crazy to think that if you jump on twenty steps, you you're gonna jump high. Right. If you just only need sixteen, but there is some way that it you can make anyone jump on twenty or twenty-two steps. So it's like you kind of overcompensate for the issue if they're having problems taking off or getting off the ground from. 10 steps, yeah. then you could have them try to get off the ground on maybe a small pole from exactly. 16 yeah, steps yeah, or yeah. whatever. And, and even longer. And even so longer. Even longer. And then it makes that seem a lot like less scary from, from a shorter. Yeah, run. of course. Yeah, that's of course. interesting. Yeah. I, I will recommend a podcast 
my, our podcast for uh, Steve Hooker's podcast was really, really good on that. Uh, he ran through for three years, almost exclusively ran through for three years, which is very disheartening. And he explains how he kind of got through that problem. And it basically was that he started, he had to start over like a baby and and just start learning just from the very little one step or whatever and then he gradually built himself back yeah. so for, for sure i mean when 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 the problem happen the first thing is you don't have to quit you don't quit try mm. try and accept accept the fact that okay you cannot make it it's it's too long run or too big pole okay go back Yeah. Start again on four steps. Take a small pole. Make it. Get confidence. Take two more. Yeah. Don't don't quit. I mean, the only way to to make it is to try. It's to try. It's to fall, but stand up and try again. Find something that you can do. Find something that you can do. What? That's a good question. How, how many how many times so if somebody were to run through or not take up a, a jump how many times will you let them do that before you change something I get older so I get more patient <laughs> but people people know they know me as a um uh, hard you know um I'm not. I'm. I'm not really kind. Oh, <laughs> not that I get pissed off quickly, right. but uh, I need to say the truth. Yeah. So I use some words. Some sometimes who doesn't um, make them smile. More, <laughs> actually, it helps to to cry usually. But um, to be honest. Uh, When when you you, I, I usually I use the the term of joker. You know you have one joker. Joker, yeah. Okay, so after one joker, I get mad. You call it jo a run through a joker? Yeah, I'm calling it a joker from now on, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. So all right, I have another no, question right over. I don't let too much. I mean, we have. I mean, we need to to help them to go. We got to get it going. I always do too. Right, I got one more question over here. First off, Philippe, Simon Arkell says hello. Um, my question um, regarding playing pole vault, I love it. I, I speak that about that all the time with the kids that I coach. But playing pole vault isn't exactly like a small child or a 10-year-old playing basketball or playing soccer. Okay, because it's easy to pick up a basketball and throw it at a hoop. It's easy to kick a ball into a goal to another person. But in pole vaulting, there's some technical involved. And sometimes I get too involved with muscle memory and they're doing the wrong thing. And I get worried that it's going to become a bad habit. And then they're going to have a horrible time breaking that habit. So what are, when, when you're talking about playing pole vault, what are some of the first things that you teach a beginner, a 10-year-old, other than the run-up? Um, it's, it, it's true that it's a real difference between playing pole vault and playing basketball, soccer, or whatever, because the idea is just 
what is the same is just the idea of playing and have fun. But for me, it's no way to, to, it's no way to pole vault without technical things. It's, I mean, everything, everything is, has to be right. So with, with kids, I mean, when I, I'm coaching, because I also coach uh, kids, I, uh, what we call Povel School. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking care about my club Povel School. So with kids from, yeah, now the, the youngest is 10, 10 to 12 years old, small group, 15 maximum. But I'm always on them, always. Whatever they do with the pole or around the pole, during the, 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 the lesson, or the, yeah, it's, we take care. Everything should be right. No, do, no mistake, no bad habits, because that's the worst. That's the worst thing, on Pavel, because you get bad habits very, very uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you have a kid who just learn, learn to jump like this, right. no, no way, no way. Why? Because he won't jump good, but he will also injure more easily, quickly. So no. I mean, a pole vault is really a technical event. And, and even with my sons or top, top world athletes, I cannot just look at them jumping on training without asking something, work on something. Not too much points, but trying to do it right. So with the kids, it's important that you have technical coach with high, the good high, trying to make them jump right. You don't need to be uh, to have that much experience. You don't need to have been a, a good jumpers to be a, a very good coach, mm-hmm. because when you know the bases. I mean, actually, pole vault is really simple. Right. It's, it's, I, I really think that technique of pole vault is simple. There is some biomechanic uh, rules. And if you respect the base of this, it's easy to coach. You just need to focus every time. Don't let a kid make it wrong without correction. I think it's really important. And, and that's, Probably one of the reasons that the French um, pole vault um, event is strong for many, many years. We don't have that much talent, for sure. Mm-hmm. But we have good coach, and we speak the same language. Mm. All the coaches, we accept that other coach coach our athletes. No one is our property, That's for sure. Important. No one. I have no problem to send Thibaut and Mathieu on a competition or even if in the training camp, if, if it happened, and get coached by, by another coach. It's, it's really no problem. But again, pole vaulting and learn pole vaulting has to be square. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really I like that answer a lot. I think we're going to get kicked off here, Philippe. So let's wrap this thing up. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it.